I barely did anything. It was just the fans over on Twitter that got it funded. <laughs> Welcome to Push In, the Cinevic Podcast. I'm your host, Joyce Klein, coming to you from the unceded territory of the Lekwungen-speaking peoples, otherwise known as beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Last episode, I interviewed filmmaker extraordinaire Denver Jackson about his process for single-handedly writing, directing, animating, and editing his own web series, and soon his second animated feature film. Listen up, folks, because in this episode, Denver spells out how he finances his projects and how he crowdfunded over $102,000 for his latest feature. So Denver, wow, we finally got to pry you out of your studio. Welcome to Push In. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. This is great. <laughs> Scene one. Okay, eventually we have to always, of course, talk about money. Features are pricey. Mm. So how do you finance your films? My first feature uh, was funded by Telefilm, Talent to Watch. Typically the type of animation I'm doing. Uh, at minimum, it would be 10,000 per finished minute of animation. Wow. And so that can add up for a feature, yeah. So Talent to Watch gave us about 100,000 Canadian. <laughs> okay. And, you know, like an <laughs> uh, hour and a half feature film, <laughs> it's not, that's not enough. That's why I've been working solo is because that's not enough to finance an animated feature film. Usually between projects, like The Crown of Babylon, my first feature, I would just go traveling because that would be my little break. I can just travel. But instead, I just worked, just took on a lot of freelance client jobs, and I saved up. And then I just jumped onto this feature that I'm finishing now, The World's Divide. It had no funding, no grant funding. I just went into it, used all my savings. And with this feature... So I hired a character modeler for this one and a technical director, which is the first time in the production process that I've had someone come in. As I go forward with more projects, I kind of want to build more of a team of people. So looking into where I can use some help. And, you know, I, there's not a lot of funding, so I couldn't hire animators or background painters yet. But um, after closing in on the end of production, I did a Kickstarter campaign for it as well. And we managed to get around, I think just over a hundred thousand, which is great to pay for voice actors, sound and composers. Yeah. That's how I funded this one. Kickstarter and self-finance. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. I looked and it was over $102,000. Scene two. What made you decide to go with Kickstarter as opposed to other platforms? Because there's a lot of crowdfunding platforms. As I was building a fan base, um, Kickstarter felt like the, the most international. And because of the fan base I was growing, many of the folks were from like United States or around the world. And um, Kickstarter felt like the way to go for that. And also it, it helps having that cap um, if you don't reach your goal, then you don't get the funding. It, I feel like it builds the small community of people behind it, especially on social media. So everyone wants this project to succeed and wants it to get funded. So they'll all be sharing, they'll all be like really pushing for it and coming together essentially to get it funded. And it's really like great to see that happen, like everyone coming together to get it um, to where 
it ended up being, but, um, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Um, we were funded in like five days. So, uh, even though we had like 30, 30 days of role, but, um, yeah, it's, it was really cool. It was, and it was really just, I barely did anything. It was just the fans over on Twitter that got it funded. (laughs) Did you have any particular hook that you used for your campaign? I think uh, I was just being honest about what I was doing was essential, especially on social media, just telling everyone as honestly as possible, the whole process behind making it. And I think that in itself became a hook for people like a lone filmmaker, solo filmmaker, animating an entire project by himself. That kind (laughs) of became its own little hook. And then you see the trailer and it's, I think the idea of hearing, oh, one person's animating a feature film, thinking about what that would look like, and then actually seeing what it looks like, uh, it's a huge, it, yeah, it, it surprises people. So um, ha- the Kickstarter campaign, wa- I barely had a video in there. There was a little video segment at the end, but it was mainly just the teaser trailer that I cut together from the footage I had. And because there was no voices, there's not even any dialogue track in the tr- teaser trailers, just music and a little bit of sound. <laughs> what were some of the perks that you offered your supporters? At first, it was all just digital rewards because I didn't want to be mailing out anything just to make it easier on myself. And so it was, everything was just straightforward digital rewards. And then as we had like, other tiers or like stretch goals. So if we reached these stretch goals, we would do an art book, Blu-ray and a vinyl of the soundtrack only because I also really want that stuff. So there's a, there's also a lot of art behind it and like all the storyboards printed out would be great for folks. And my friend, who's also the music composer on the project, Mark Younger, he works with a design company called the Yeti who will help fulfill some of that stuff. So it, it's cool that we managed to get part of the budget for that as well. But yeah, when we first started, it was all just digital rewards. Scene three. So how did you build up all of your fans on Twitter? Did you already have a big social media presence? No, I barely did social media, really. Um, and it wasn't until November that I started to build up my social media. Uh, November of last year and I started posting things every day posting behind the scenes just to try and because I still I had the idea of the Kickstarter so I was trying to build this kind of following over on Twitter it wasn't just Twitter it was also like Instagram TikTok just seeing how far I can get and I think it started my following started around a thousand people and by the time we started the campaign, I had reached around 8,000 wow. fans. So, um, yeah. And then the Kickstarter campaign itself grew the Twitter following to, I think, over 20,000. I think it's 22,000 now. Scene four. So are there any tips or advice that you could give filmmakers about that crowdfunding process? Yeah, I would say yeah, definitely build up your fan base, build up your following. And you can also do that by launching your Kickstarter page and not ha- not making it live yet. What Kickstarter allows you to do is just launch your page and people can subscribe to know when it's coming live. That was one of the things I didn't do, which is something that I would do 
next time is have that page launched and get those fans subscribing to it. And that way, when it does go live, you have a lot of people aware of it right away. And then just knowing, planning ahead, planning your um, stretch goals. So if you do meet your first goal, just knowing and even mini stretch goals. So uh, just having a mini stretch goal of say, you know, you have like, you want to get to $500 saying if as soon as we get to $500, we'll announce a mini stretch goal or say we're doing a a special mini stretch goal for like only five people who donates this much. Um, Just having little plans like that helps. I didn't do any of that stuff. I didn't have any plans like that, but I was slowly learning as I went along. And also, I think the great thing about building that fan base initially is uh, you get people wanting to help you out and people uh, message me telling me just recommending some advice on how to do certain things and, you know, what some goals I can add, some rewards I can add to the Kickstarter campaign. And that was really helpful as well. Tail Slate. Denver, you are an absolute inspiration in every way. And I want to thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us. Thank you, Joyce. And that's a wrap. You can find links to Denver and his spectacular films in the show notes. And you can help promote the talented filmmakers we feature by liking, subscribing, or five-star rating us so others can find their interviews more easily. That's it for now. Join me, your host, Joyce Klein, for the next episode of Push In, the Cinevic Podcast.